0: Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly Shonen Jump manga podcast, where every week we read the chapters of Shonen Jump on viz.com, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. All right. And this week we are continuing
1: Isekai month with ReZero, the beginning of my life in another world. Starting a life in another world, chapter one, New Day in the Capital.
0: Okay. Because it's Western comic style and they gave every volume a its own title.
1: Yeah, specifically just this one. Like like most manga, they don't tend to do that, but for whatever reason, they broke this up.
0: Yeah, I don't know. We will get to that in a little bit. First, though, we have Shonen Jump for this week, and it was another really good collection, in my opinion. Another really good magazine, if it was still a magazine. I gotcha. So shall we go ahead and start with the cover story? Which is Black Clover, page 198, False Hope. It starts out with a nice big two page color splash of a high school AU. Yep. I mean, that's just art. It's not part of the comic. But no. It I was mostly nice. guess an excuse to get the girls in schoolgirl uniforms, I think, because Yuno and Asta both look very weird. And Asta's kind of. He's in the center, but the way the image is drawn, he is kind of lost in there. Yeah. And same with Yuno, honestly, who is just like there.
1: Yeah, it was more. More about getting the the girls in school go uniforms because they were really the focus of the shot. All right.
0: And my autocorrect has uh, corrected Satan to Stan a number of times in my notes. I thought nice. I caught them all. I thought I fixed them all. But the first one is just Stan has word magic instead of Satan has word magic. And also, I'm not sure he's actually Satan because last week they were definitely like, hey, he's the devil. But this week there is a line about, hey, Asta has a different
1: devil. And I don't think there can be two of the devils. Yeah, but he still might actually be Satan. Like, he might be the devil, and yeah. there are devils. I, I'm just saying, I don't
0: know. The name Satan never gets thrown around, but that no. is what I call him in my notes. That'll work. So, he has word magic from, I think, the guy who was his host. So, if he says anything, it'll be real. Yeah. So, he uses this to put the elf near him on, like, a... It's not literally a cross. It's a bunch of iron spears. But basically, he's crossed up. Yep. So he can just be there, and he's like, "Hey, I was manipulating you all along. I'm the one who brought back all the elves." Lick doesn't want to kill all the humans. Lick was a cool guy who didn't afraid of anything. Yep. I want you to kill all the humans so I can be resurrected. And he's like, "Oh no!" And he's like, "I was chosen by the four leaf clover, like Lick." He's like, "Yeah, you were chosen by me to be a sucker." Yeah. So I wonder if you know is chosen to by a devil to be a four leaf clover, or because that seems more not. like an Asta thing. But anyway, while he's doing that, you know, and I guess Asta shows up, you know, is already there. Yep. And he was like, hey, that's the bad guy who's causing all this. And Asta's like, yes, I am familiar with story tropes. I figured that out. So most of the rest of the chapter is Satan summoning this blade storm. And Black Clover loves a big wall with a lot of magic stuff in it that confuses me. But this is drawn better than normal, I think. I didn't really get lost with the action. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm adapting or if it was just better. I kind of think the latter. But anyway, Asta's like, oh, there are real swords and magic swords in there, so I can't just use my anti-magic. So the chapter basically ends with Yuno and Asta kind of combo moving, and Yuno just disintegrating all the real swords around them, while Asta... Deals with all the magical ones. Yeah, which is pretty cool. It's very in anime, and a very nice kind of conclusion. The last page of the art does kind of get muddied again, because they're charging the guy, and I can't tell if they attacked him, or if they didn't, he blocked it, or what actually went on there yeah and that's where as the other the line about, huh, this other devil might be trouble
1: for me, yeah I just I didn't get as much out of this fight, really, for whatever reason, yeah, okay, like this... it was okay, but it was just I don't know, it just felt kind of weird, it was like, oh yeah, I have this I have the word magic, so I'm gonna create this blade storm, and it's like, haha, we have done a combo move, okay <laughs> I, I don't know, it just it didn't i like, guess it is nothing special, but Black
0: Clover has never been anything super special to me, so just getting the like traditional shonen stuff is when I like it the most, I think. But this one actually did quite a bit for me. So, I got you. Anything else you want to say about it, or shall we move on to One Piece? No, we can move on. So next we have One Piece Chapter 936, Sumo Inferno. And I'm often pretty angry at titles on this show, so I just want to say, that's a good title. The title we have coming up next is Choice. But Sumo Inferno is pretty good. Yep. And so is the chapter, I thought. Yeah, this chapter was really good. So it starts off basically where we left off last week with Kawamatsu being alive in the jail cell. We don't actually get to see him because he is
1: chained up and can't get close enough to be seen. Yeah, he's like hidden in the recesses of the cell.
0: Yeah, but Raizo is going to focus on kind of saving him. Uh, meanwhile, Queen puts like a suicide collar on Luffy and the Flower Mafia guy.
1: Apparently very similar to the... The slave collars that the... Celestial Dragons have. Yeah.
0: I was just thinking of classic Suicide Squad with the bomb collars.
1: Yeah, but I I think he
0: specifically mentions the Celestial Dragons collars. He he does, but I think that is a reference people who do not read a lot of One Piece won't get.
1: Yeah. So what they actually do is they shoot blades out. He says, if you leave the ring, a bunch of blades will shoot out and pierce your skin.
0: Yeah. And I'm just going to have everyone come try to push you out of the ring with their weapons and stuff. Yep. Uh, But to make it fair, since I put you in this bomb collar, I'm going to take off your Seastone Prism Cuff so you can use your powers. And was like, what? I I stole the key for nothing? And Luffy's like, cool, I'm basically
1: free. Yep. And he's like, no, I put a bomb collar on you. But yeah, then- it was like, I made it worse. He's like, nope, thanks for le- setting me free, dude. Uh, so a bunch of soldiers rush him,
0: and Luffy just uses the Conqueror's Hockey to knock them all out. And he's like, Aw man, these guys are scrubs. Yep. I can't even practice my cool moves on them.
1: Yeah, so I'm looking forward to the rest of the fight with that.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, the Bass House is being raided by Hawkins and Drake, who somehow know about the crescent moon marks on people's feet and are going around looking for them. Yep. Nami tries to hide, and it doesn't work, and she ends up like dropping her towel and flashing everybody, and we see a bunch of the like grunt soldiers getting nosebleeds, and then Sanji just appears yes. in the middle of it nosebleeding, which is pretty good. Yes. They did mention they were looking for Soba Mask, and apparently Drake and Hawkins are from the—is it the East Blue? Yeah, Sanji's the East from? Blue. Yep. I was like, "Hey, that's that's Germa Black, right?"
1: Yeah, that's Stealth Black.
0: <laughs> yeah. And Sanji gets out of there, and they're like, gets everybody out of there, and like, "Why are you in that weird costume?"s Like, I can't explain. Also, off screen, trafficker Law's crew all got captured. That sucks. Yep. It might have been nice to see that, but anyway, traffic. We gotta go you know, help Law. I don't know yeah, how I know otherwise... this because last time we saw Law, I was not with him.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it was he he inferenced it by something either Hawkins or Drake said, like something about Beppo said something. He was like, oh, no, they must have been captured. Maybe I don't remember that crazy. I remembered something about Beppo. So I don't know if it was he found out on the way to the bathhouse or he found out because of something they said.
0: Yeah, and this chapter ends cutting over to Zoro, who's being challenged by this swordsman who wants the two swords that Zoro looted well, that he, he accuses him of stealing. But... He
1: stole the, the third sword that Zoro has. Remember the one he got from the zombie? Yeah. That was apparently from Wano. Wano. Yeah, And so he stole that and he said, that's already been put in its correct place. And if you try and push me farther, I might try stealing the other swords that you have. Yeah. And Zoro's like, hey, that's a nice collection of weapons. I think I'll take it.
0: Yeah, it's like we need some weapons to give our dudes. You got a bunch of weapons, so Also t- I
1: need my sword back. So
0: it's time to duel. Yep. Which is a pretty good ending. Pretty good chapter of One Piece. I wish we'd seen Traffickers Crew like get captured if that was gonna happen. Trafficker's Crew is a weird afterthought, which kind of happens with a lot of the like worst generation because their captains are important characters that so they can't really flesh out their crew. Yeah. But with law, I was hoping to at least get like them as kind of
1: a B team. Yeah. But there's already a ton of B team characters in one piece. So I kind of understand them not being there. That's a true, but kind of on the reverse side, he's really good at that and he does it a lot. So I was expecting
0: them. Yeah. But still a pretty good chapter of one piece. Which brings us to another good chapter of a series we like a lot. My Hero Academia, Chapter 220, My Villain Academia. Please more titles like this. Yep. So this one is mostly from Spinner's point of view, who is the weird reptile guy with the sword in the League of Villains. The sword
1: made out of like a bunch of other weapons, if I remember right.
0: Yeah. It's got some weird jumping around time stuff. It's not like Memento or anything, but it's definitely flashing back and flashing back and flashbacks and stuff.
1: I think the whole thing is mostly
0: a... It is, but it's got flashbacks in it, too. Yeah. From Spinner's point of view. So, the League was kind of at the bottom of like, they're basically Firefly in it, just trying to get enough money to eat and squatting.
1: Yeah, because they lost the teleporter. The teleporter guy. Whose name I can't remember. Anyway, they they lost him because he went to go get something. I guess. Yeah, he, yeah, we are. We saw that in a previous story. Yeah, so he and, went to go get something, so they lost him. So they're down on their luck because they're poor. And
0: the doctor who made the Nomu won't talk to them either, and Tomer's like, he was super cautious. He'd only talk
1: to me when the boss was around and only from this one computer, so. Yeah, and since the hideout has been found, we can't use it anymore.
0: Yeah. So they're basically just going around doing petty crimes. They attack this hate, kind of KKK-esque group, really. They're
1: yeah, called religion,
0: called the re- the creature rejection clan who just hate people with
1: diamorphic quirks, basically quirks that make them look weird. It was heteromorphic. Heteromorphic, you're right. But yeah, it was the quirks that like give people multiple arms or like Spinner, the guy who's got lizard skin. Or presumably Asui would also fall under that. Yes.
0: So yeah, it's basically just them kind of fireflying up, being broke, and Spinner's like, hey, I joined this group because Stain inspired me to take action, so what are we going to do? And he grabs Tomura by the throat. Yeah. Uh, But before anything can really happen,
1: the giant just bursts open the house. Well, before that happens, there was actually something that I really liked. So I don't remember who says it to him, but somebody says to Spinner, you're hollow inside. And Spinner's like, yeah, that's right. I am empty inside. I came here to get inspired. Why aren't you inspiring me? Yeah. Like, I came here as an empty mold to get turned into something just like, Stain inspired me to go on this journey because I'm nothing. I came here to become something. Why aren't we doing anything? Why are we squatting? Yeah. And uh, then the giant busts in.
0: Yeah. And he's like, hey, you're all for one's successor. successor. I got to see how strong you are. And then we cut to where we are at the end of the last chapter with this giant crying. We're like, why are you so weak?
1: Yep. <laughs> so frustrated. So Tomura sucks and everybody knows it. Yep. And then we have the, at the very end, the giant was wearing like a radio, and the doctor's voice comes over the radio. I don't even remember what he says, but like, I I think it's something along the lines of like, we're just getting started.
0: Yeah. And so things are kind of starting to look up for the League of Villains, other than, you know, the monarch is chasing them. Yes. And he got really good at killing villains in those last two seasons of Venture Brothers. So, yep. That brings us to the last Sayuki, Chapter 3. Kind of more of an expository chapter than we've gotten before, but I did like this one. What about you, Kevin?
1: Yeah, there was some really cool world building. So the staff that Ryusuke's father is using is the Nyobu. Is that how you pronounce it?
0: I've always said Nyobio, Or Power Pull is how you might know it, too, because that's literally the name of Goku's staff as well. It is taken from Journey from the West. Yeah. But uh, Power Pole is just something people might
1: be more familiar with. It's the stretchy staff. Yeah, and so it's actually that staff from the legend that Son Goku used to use. And apparently his father, they're not descended from Son Goku, but they're like part of uh kind of an ancient sect where they would just extend the staff. And then cut pieces off and give it to people so that they could use the staff to, to fight to fight monsters.
0: Yeah, I really like that that his dad just stretches it and cuts it in two. He's like, Well, you can use it now, so here you are. This is how we yeah. get more of these.
1: They and, just grow. So And Ryusuke is like, Is that okay? He's like, Well, that's how I got my piece.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they explained seven hundred years ago there was someone with a power Like Sayukis. Yeah, like Sayukis. Oh no. Like Isn't uh, it... K is her name. Isn't... Yeah, K. Okay. Who was just going around trying to fill the world with monsters for some reason. And so uh, Son Goku and the monk, whose name I can never remember, were traveling around trying to stop them. And they gave pieces of the power pole to anyone who had their mu open already so they could defend themselves. Yeah, and so that they could help fight the monsters. Yeah. And he's, like, basically, like, Kay is a nice person. So the reason I brought to you her to you wasn't so she wouldn't use her power. She wouldn't already. It's so that if she ever got captured by the descendants of the people who want to
1: bring monsters into the world, that yep. she'd, like, have more resolve. Yeah, and he revealed that she's the easiest way of opening people's moo. She can do it with a simple word. But there is a kind of ritual that you can do to make people do it themselves. And but t- it's... Oh. Very time consuming. So, like, they'll want to capture her so that they can do it on a widespread scale.
0: Yeah. And he also says, Hey, don't use your NeoBio in front of anyone because that could open their moo because it's supernatural and weird. Yep. And then we cut over to who is apparently Kay's brother, who is someone who has a weaker version of her power. And he's basically like, I'm tired of having to gaslight people for hours just to open up their moo. Yep. And so, presumably,
1: that's the villain for the series. Yeah. Yeah, and so this gives a hint into what Kay was doing on that YouTube video, and it's the group that's trying to create monsters is going to make her use her powers on YouTube so that everyone opens their moo at once, I yeah. guess. Or it's you know, a viral video, it'll spread like a virus. Yeah, that's all right. I'm I'm guessing that's what the plan is. Yeah.
0: So I still like Last Sayuki quite a bit. Like I said, more of an expository chapter. Uh, we even skipped over the part where he beats the monster from last week because that happens oh, yeah. so fast. Well, and it
1: wasn't really important. Yeah, that is the big emotional bit. Like it yeah. kind of cements his and K's relationship. but Oh, there was the, in order to use the Niobe, um, you have to know that nothing is impossible. Yeah. So he's like, just like your mother taught you kind of yeah. thing. And we also see his mother dying in a flashback. Yeah. So.
0: Uh, yeah, pretty good chapter still. Like I said, everything I, this week I thought was pretty good, which brings us to Chainsaw Man chapter fourteen, French Kiss. So we find out more about the girl with the eye patch that's with them this week. Yep, who is a himeno, and she was apparently Aki's partner when he first started out, and kind of like she was to Aki, how Aki is to Denji in power, basically.
1: Yeah, she's the senior. It sounds like she's the senior member on the team. Because she said, I've had six buddies when she was given Aki. She's like, I've had six buddies, so don't you die.
0: Yeah. Uh, And Aki is like, yeah, uh, ever since I started this job, within a year, all of my partners have either died or retired. Yep. But he won't talk about how he thinks Denji and power will succeed. And he's like, yeah, they're going to be on point because we can't trust them.
1: Yeah. Well, I like somebody was like, I don't like those two having our backs. He's like, that's why they're going to be in front of us so that if they go rogue, we can just kill them.
0: And Jimeno continues the trend of every girl in the series by just teasing Denji and being like, hey, to motivate you and the other new guy whose name I- Jeremy didn't write down. It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. it probably does
1: matter, but it doesn't. Yeah, He's going to die.
0: I'm sure. Or he become the most important character. Who knows? But he's like, whoever succeeds in killing this demon, I will give a kiss on the cheek. And Denji's like, no, I don't want that. I just had this big speech about naughty things being better if there was someone, you know, and I don't know anything about you. She's like, okay, fine. I will kiss whoever kills them with the tongue then. And yep. this incenses the other guy who apparently is... He likes her, yeah. I guess. Uh, it has a vision of her being much more innocent than she seems to be. Yes. So anyway, it's mostly between Aki and Himeno. So it's not bad. Oh, it ends with a d- devil who is ahead with hands for feet. Walking yes. out of a door.
1: I guess that's important. Oh, there was one great bit I liked right at the beginning with... Power and Denji kind of being surly and not wanting to help in any way. And Aki is like, you need to respond with more respect. They're like, Why should we do that? And he holds out two sticks of gum. They're like, Yes, sir, and take the gum. <laughs> like, I just thought it was funny that they were he's essentially treating them like kids. Like, if you behave, you get a treat. Here's some gum. <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, chainsaw man's still pretty good. I kind of disappointed they went back to the like sexual motivation well. Yeah. Like, I really liked it early on, and I really lo- like it between Denji and Makima, but but it's every character. Yeah. Is not my favorite. Although that brings us to Hellwarden Higema, Chapter 12, A Moonlight Night. Not like the Sailor Moon character, like a night. Yes. Like the time of day. There we go. That's not a homonym. So this is, again, more about Higema. We start with a flashback to him basically having been kidnapped although we don't really have any details. Uh, and he gets called by his cousin, who I believe is
1: also a Hell Warden. Yeah, that's what it sounds like.
0: Yeah. And he's like, hey, you doing all right? Sounds like everything's good. Hey, I didn't know you had friends. Sounds like things are going well for you. That Fireworks Festival we always go to is soon, so I'll see you there. Yep. And he is talking with Ayaha, who is, again, thankfully, being more involved with the plot now. Yes. And he kind of tells her that, or she starts going through his photo album and sees him as a kid and sees his dad who looks a lot like him and his aunt.
1: Yeah. Well she goes starts going through his photo album when he's like up on the roof taking the call with his cousin and he jumps through the window right as she's like starting to flip through it and freaks her out.
0: Yeah. She goes, Oh, he was so cute as a kid and he's like, You don't have to talk about it in the past tense like that. Yep. And he's like, yeah, that's my aunt. She was super awesome. She would use her extra hands to play piano. She and my dad died on the same day. Anyway, that's a story for another time. Not right now. Yep. Uh, Let's go home. Let's walk you home, I guess. Yeah, because it's getting late. Yeah. And then the guy from the end of the last chapter just kind of jumps out, which who is, I wrote down his name, but man, Shakufutsu
1: Akagane, the The Molten. I remembered the (laughs) Molten because he, like, can control the molten copper in his body, that he has molten copper instead of blood, which is a sweet mechanic. Yeah. Apparently, he killed all of Higuma's family. Yeah, he, like, hunts them down specifically, not just he happens to do it. Like, he even, I think he was the one who captured Higuma. He was. And was like, in ten years, I'll come find you to see if you're going to be worthy.
0: Yeah. And he's like, hey, it's only been six years, and I was going to wait you another four for you, but you did beat that kid soon, so and I'm here, so I guess I'm going to murder you now. Yep. Which is how that chapter ends. The kind of fight scene, it's not even really a fight scene, but the scene where he appears is not very well drawn, and it's kind of muddy. But other than that, I really like the chapter.
1: Yeah, it was kind of, at one point, Higama lost one of his arms, or like part of his arm. I, I'm confused by it.
0: Yeah, the art's not very clear.
1: Yeah, it was like, I i assume he got hit with a copper attack, but it just, it didn't really convey that well. It just looked like he had a bit of copper on a stump of an arm at the end of it. It was like, uh, okay.
0: Which brings us to We Never Learn question 103. Said association sometimes causes her to X. So this is about a character I haven't seen before. Sejiko, who I guess is in the chemistry club and has a huge crush on Risa. Like, has a bunch of plush dolls of her. No, I'm pretty sure you've seen her
1: before. Maybe? She was the one, remember when they had that weird triple date thing?
0: I do vaguely remember that.
1: She was the other girl. Okay. Cause she, so she likes Ogata, but she thinks Ogata and Yugia like each other. So she's like, I would like to be with Ogata, but she likes Yugia. So I'm going to try and put, so that's why the triple date thing was happening. So that's Th- that character. That makes sense. For some reason, I thought that was Erika. No.
0: Okay. But anyway, she's like, yeah, I invented this super cool adhesive that lasts for 15 hours. I bet you can't see where this is going. And I wanted to show it off to you guys. And then she accidentally gets some on her hand and Yugi tries to wipe it off and their hands get stuck together. Yep. So they're stuck together for 15 hours. She decides she's just going to take a shower. To She gets some in her hair, I think, or she gets something else in her no, hair? No, she
1: gets, it's called Nebu Wash, which is like the Japanese word for slimy or it's like a onomatopoeia for slimy so it was essentially just like nickelodeon goo or ooze what's the name of it Gak. Gak. it's like she got a bunch of that in her hair so she's like that's ah, not bad i just need to wash it out
0: yeah so she goes to the girls showers and riza kind of runs interference but she just takes off all her clothes and hangs them on yugia's arm and she's like i can't have a relaxing shower with all my clothes on
1: yes and so then ogata Presses up against Yu to cover his eyes and he's like, Uh, uh. Yep.
0: So he's like, Uh, I, we can't go back to my place like this. And she's like, Yeah, my parents basically don't exist. The artist is too lazy to draw them. Let's go to my place. Yep. And they get Ogata to come too and they hide like her giant shrine to her. Yes.
1: And they end up sleeping, not you know, on sleeping bags together, but like all on the floor together because mm-hmm. they have to, because the two of them are still glued by the hand.
0: Mm hmm. And Ogata ends up rolling over right when Yugi is about to sleep and, like, grabs his hand. Yep. So he doesn't get any sleep all night. And that's contrasted with Saiki Joe being like, ah, I'm not going to be able to sleep at all like this. And immediately falls asleep. Yeah. Yeah. So Yugi up in the morning is just exhausted. And he's, like, about to say something to Ogata, but then changes his mind. And she's like, oh, I was just jealous. And we find out she did it on purpose. Yeah. He was like, hey, like, oh.
1: about last night. Ah, never mind. Thanks for coming. Yep. It would have been real weird without you. I mean, it would have been real weird. It, I'm sure it was still <laughs> and, very weird with her. Yeah, but it was slightly less weird. Like, it's not, oh yeah, I spent a night with this one girl at her house, glued to her hand, alone, as opposed to at least there's one other person there. That's it true. Should, it shouldn't get weird. It did, but.
0: Yes, well, it got weirder because she was there, but that was probably just an accident because Yugi is oblivious. Yes. So next we have Demon Slayer Kimetsu no
1: Yaiba, Chapter 150, Noticing. What did you think of this? I like this one. Not a ton, but I did like this chapter. So we've got more of the fight going on. And Tanjiro has been trying to figure out his opponents, the way he senses how the fight is going on. Oh, uh, the Mist Pillar activates his mark, which is something that they've been all trying to do so that Tanjiro has that kind of, like, flame-shaped thing on his forehead. It's apparently activating the mark is, like... It's kind of like activating the uh, cursed seal from Naruto. It, like, gives you a bunch of extra strength. It's not cursed, obviously. But people who can activate the mark are able to become stronger. And so the water pillar finally recognizes that I've been kind of been lazy about being a demon hunter. Like, I haven't really wanted to fight anyone. And so that's why I've kind of been struggling, even though I'm super strong because I'm like dedicated to doing my job. I don't like it or I'm not into it. And now he's finally into the fight. So he activates his. He activates his mark and starts doing a lot better. But then we have Tandro does. He kind of he does an internal monologue. He's like, oh, finally. He's back into the fight, and wait, no, I need to think. How is this guy fighting? And he starts. He remembers in a flashback uh, Inosuke, who is the boar-headed. Not he's not actually boar-headed. He just wears a boar head. Dude, talking about how he can sense essentially the killing intent, which is there's a Japanese word for it that I don't remember. I don't either, but I'm very familiar with the concept. He can sense the killing intent of people, and so he's using that to fight. He can sense so. The silly thing is Tanjiro can use smell to smell out his opponent's attacks. And that was something established super early on. And it's like every a lot of the people have weird senses. Like the sound pillar could hear very well and could like hear his opponent's attacks. Tanjiro can smell them. So apparently this guy can sense the killing intent. So he's trying to figure out... Tanjiro has decided to try and figure out a way to not have any killing intent. But still try and kill him. Which is going to be very difficult because it's kind of hard to try and murder somebody without meaning want, to, yeah, without meaning to murder them. Yeah, and I don't think he's just going to go randomly swinging his sword. No, because that's
0: still killing intent.
1: Yeah. So, because Inosuke mentions, oh yeah, that old hag kept sneaking up on me because she had no killing intent, and I just like the little bit of Tundro being like, "Don't call her an old hag. call her, uh, call her an old lady." He's like, "Hag lady." Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of felt similar to
0: you. I It wasn't that I was lost. I pretty much understood everything they were getting at. But it seemed like a kind of random
1: thing to throw in at this point in the fight. Not to me. Not really. I've seen a lot of fights that do that where it's like this is just the chapter of the main character is analyzing his opponent to try and figure out his weakness so that he can develop a stratagem to fight him.
0: That's true, I guess. Also, I thought the boar-headed dude was literally boar-headed in some sort of demon,
1: so I was like, did Taijiro grow up with a demon? No. That's initially how it starts. Uh, when he first meets him, he's like, w- what is this, some kind of demon or something like that? But Anoske was raised by wild boars. Of course or, he like, was. Raised by wolves or something like He yeah. was raised by wild animals, so he wears this boar's head and is crass and all that stuff, but he's... Actually, a super strong demon hunter, uh, just like Tanjiro and the lightning guy that I can't remember his name. Gotcha. But the three of them kind of became buddies. Like they were kind of... Makes sense. They were the group that has been together the longest through the chapters. So I actually really like him. And it's nice to see him again because it's been quite a while. Like you literally haven't seen him.
0: Yes. Uh, so speaking of quite a while, next we have the Promised Neverland Chapter 127, Confrontation, which starts 700 years ago. Yes. Where we find out that the, like, girl... What did they call him? Or the curse blooded Girl? Yes. She basically existed 700 years ago, and she's a special demon because her blood, like, allows demons, once they drink it, to maintain
1: human intelligence indefinitely. Well, she was special because she didn't need to eat humans in order to maintain that a too. human form or intelligence. And... With a single drop of her blood, she could gift that ability to other demons. Including the part where their blood would then gift it further to other demons. Yes.
0: So 700 years ago, there was a big famine and the royal families decided they needed to kill her in order to maintain control over demon society,
1: basically. And they killed and ate everybody who had partaken of her blood. Yeah, so that now they also have The ability to not need to eat humans. Yes. But also, um, they eliminated this as
0: far as they know, which is why Norman was so surprised she was still alive. Yep. But he's like, it still doesn't change my plan. I just also need to kill her. Yeah. Because the kind of demon royalty will already take care of anyone else like that. Yep. But Emma's like, "Hey, no! This means we don't have to kill the demons. We can just like spread her blood everywhere, and then they won't need to eat humans." Well, she also has
1: the thing of like, "Why did the royals go kill everybody? Well, yes. They could have solved the famine with this." But that's when Ray is like, "Yeah, but like, essentially, the control it's, was more important." Yeah, it's a water monopoly, but with food. Food. Yes. Well, I mean, I guess that's happened before, but just water monopoly is the typical thing that I think of with. Oh, yeah, I'm going to control something that everyone needs to live. And if I'm the only person that has it, I have all the power.
0: Now you're just making me think of Quantum of Solace, and I'd rather not think of Quantum of Solace.
1: It always makes me think of in the Acts of Cain novels. At one point, he gets thrown into this pit of prisoners and his dad was a anthropologist. And he was like, oh, man, my dad would love this place because this is essentially uh, like this is a uh, not a universe. Uh, ecosystem in a bottle and he's like oh these people have moved on to a uh, water monopoly because the people currently in charge of the pit there's like three streams that there's like one single like trickle of water that comes into the pit and so they decided that oh if we control this trickle of water we control everyone in the pit and make them do whatever they want yeah so that's what it makes me think of so
0: anyway norman's like no we still have to kill the demons because like they're not going to give up eating humans just because they don't have to and the way they're like humans won't give up eating cows just because they don't have to.
1: Well, and he was like, even if you said, I'm not going to eat my favorite food, could you force your siblings to? Could you force everyone to?
0: Yeah. So he's like, we still have to kill the demons. Because also we don't know what the human lands are like or if they'd even accept us. Yep. So this is the only option. And so we're very clearly building towards the like
1: confrontation between Emma and Norman. Yeah, well, because she's like, we just need to find the seven walls and make a new pact. Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this. This was a really cool emotional scene of him trying to be very logical and her being like, but I don't want to kill the demons.
0: So yeah, on a less upward note, we have Yui Cameo Let's Loose Chapter 2. Which Yui do you prefer, Kevin? Neither. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we read Wan- Ranma One Half before this series came out, because it's a very, very Ranma one half, but not nearly as good. This chapter even more so than the last one.
1: I felt honestly incredibly Ranma one half. I honestly felt like this chapter didn't matter at all. Like yes. there was literally nothing in it. And at least with Ranma one half, like even the chapters where it was like, I couldn't remember exactly what happened in it. It didn't, while I was reading it, it didn't feel pointless. Cause the jokes
0: like, in Ram are always super on point. There's very rarely a page where you're not laughing at something.
1: Yeah. And this was kind of like trying to be a drama, but like it, it didn't matter. I was like, I, that was basically when I got to the end of the chapter, I was like, this was pointless. I, literally, what was the point of this chapter? Nothing changed.
0: I definitely see where you're coming from, but I talked last week about how Last Sayuki didn't fit into what I felt was the mold for a the start of a Shonen Jump series. This one does fit it more, where Chapter 1 is the establishing of the premise and Chapter 2 is just this kind of adventure within it. Like, Chapter 2 of Naruto, I have very similar feelings about. It doesn't matter at all. We yep. haven't read Naruto yet.
1: But at least that was like, it felt like an adventure. This didn't even feel like an adventure. This just felt like, uh, I don't know, it just, it felt like nothing to me.
0: We find out that Mao apparently wakes up every morning early to tie the chain around Yui's hair.
1: Yes. Which which is weird. I mean, it makes a bit of sense because it'd be hard to make sure that the hair stayed tied while she was asleep.
0: Yes. But, like, it gets into that, like, weird consent stuff we were talking about last yes. week. And we also find out we have like a scene very similar to Ronmo, where just a whole bunch of gangs chase Yui into the school yeah, and she's just running away from them the whole time. Yeah. I, I didn't super care for this chapter either. It did pretty low for me, but I was really struck by how similar it is to Ronmo in half and how it just doesn't work the same way. No. A lot of that I think too is like how different the two Yuis are because neither of them is enough of a character. I think. No. The, uh, Punk one is more of a character. She's more extreme. Yeah. She's certainly got more going on, but she still only feels like half of a person. Yeah. Which might be an interesting thing to explore later, but none of the other characters are at all likable. So.
1: Yeah. And it's just, again, it was like, I just don't really care. And I think that the reason Ramna works and this really doesn't feel like it does is this is trying to be more dramatic and I don't care about anyone in it. So the drama doesn't work. Versus in Ranma, if it's trying to be funny, I don't necessarily need to care about any of the side characters, or even Ranma, to make the jokes funny. Like, I don't need to care about them as characters. I mean, I do, but I. if somebody seems a little shallow at first, it's like, oh, well, that's whatever, he was funny. This is like, alright, so there's this other person that, I guess, exists, sure.
0: Yeah, and... Also, I think of key differences. Ron is much more comfortable in both of his forms, which lets them explore a lot of that difference more. Yes, and like he does change unwillingly, but like he doesn't seem to have a prefer. Like he does prefer being in a boy, but it doesn't seem to be like a strong preference. Like being a girl is like a minor annoyance to him, and but it has
1: its upsides too. Yeah, he doesn't immediately feel like he needs to swap over to being a boy versus like neither does yui but they're almost different people and it feels like i said there are weird consent issues where it feels like the choice is taken away from her well because it totally is because yui would it feels like yui would much rather be her regular self and then the angelic version is just kind of like a byproduct of her friend forcing it on her like no you need to be this one i like her more yeah it's weird
0: We're going to read Yui and Last Sayuki next week, I think, and then we'll vote on if we're going to keep reading them. I think one of them we are, and one of them we aren't. That's the way I'm leaning, so. Which leads us to the last chapter we're talking about this week, Food Wars Chapter 303, The Divine Tongue's Despair, which was almost a disposable chapter of Food Wars. It wasn't bad. It's just exactly the chapter you expect after having read the last chapter. Yeah. Megumi has her match with Saiba. And loses. Yep. The theme is discount beef. She makes the best discount beef you possibly can, but he uses the assassin claw to make his beef better than discount beef.
1: Yeah, I did did like that aspect of it. Like, essentially, he used one of the flavors to basically artificially age age the beef. He was like, what you're doing when you're aging beef is causing these flavors to come out of the beef. And so I essentially just coated this clause coated in those flavors. So I just put the flavor of aged beef into this beef.
0: Yeah. And he's like, hey, crazy lady who's running this tournament. I'm the one you want because I can combine all these different tools I have. And he shows his suitcase full of tools that are just in little plastic baggies with pictures of people's faces on them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the the bartender comments on how that's kind of like he's a serial killer. And he's he's like, no, that's just because I wouldn't remember whose knives they are. Yeah,
0: he's like, I could cross these in any way. Like, there are almost infinite combinations. So, like, I'm the person you want. Also, I would like to marry your daughter. So if I win, can I have permission to do that? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yep, he's like, I might as well, I might as well ask for permission now. And Erina's mom is like, yeah, sure. <laughs>
0: yep, she's like, I don't care about that. <laughs> if you can make me good food, that sounds great. And uh, so I was like, yeah, Eryna, uh, you can't possibly please your mother because she has the same power as you. Yeah, so like, if you could, she would have done it for herself already. I'm the only one who can. If anyone else here thinks they can, step up. Hey, hey, look, no one's stepping up. And Soma raises his hand. He's like, hey, I'm the main character over here. And that's the cliffhanger the chapter ends on. We don't even see Soma's face, but his hand is distinctive with that wrap on it. Yeah,
1: he's got the wrap on it. That's his headband. Yeah, well,
0: it's it's his...
1: Headband apron? Yeah. Like, I think he... He I normally keeps it around his hand, though. So. Yeah. Well, I don't like remember. I don't know. I think it's his head wrap that he keeps around uh, his hand. Well, like
0: it. I feel I've always thought it was a hand wrap that he uses as a headband. I
1: think, I, it, I think we're in a chicken and egg situation. Yes. I think it's the other way around where it's he a headband. Keeps his
0: headband around his hand until he needs it.
1: Well, yeah, it's like essentially it's putting on his power armor <laughs> or whatever. It's like, all right, I'm here for a food battle. I must activate my secret power by tying his headband around my head.
0: So yeah, even like a disposable chapter of Food Wars is pretty
1: good, but it's exactly the chapter you expect after reading the last one,
0: Yeah, which is always kind of disappointing.
1: Yeah, but I did like this one with Saiba asking for Irina's hand in the middle of it and just kind of the banter between the two of them of Irina being like, hey, no, I'm going to beat you and I'm going to be the one who makes the perfect flavor for my mom.
0: I did really like the ending of Soma just being like, hey, I'm still here.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm the main character. <laughs> Everybody look unto me.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that does it for the chapters. We went through it kind of quick this week, but I think it's because they all move pretty quick. And like I said, I thought it was a very good issue of Shonen Jump this
1: week. Yeah, we also technically had one less title to talk about. We talked about 11 still, so. Yeah, but normally we would have talked about a monthly as well. That's true. We did last week, but normally we do 11 no you're right i just meant for this week we yeah. or i guess since from last week it might have felt a little bit faster but anyway
0: let's go ahead and talk about the rest of the series and how we think they rank in jump card Jump Card is the segment where we rank all the chapters we read this week from our least favorite up to our favorite.
1: We have 17 this week, so Kevin, what do you have at number 17? I have Haikyuu at number 17 because I can barely remember what happened in it.
0: Yeah, I'm not a big Haikyuu fan either. I thought the art this week was a bit better, and I thought it was a bit better showing than normal for Haikyuu, so I have it a little higher, but it is usually the series I am least uh, excited about when I get to it.
1: Yeah, I just remember there were some scenes of like them scoring points back and forth, but it was literally just like background crowd shots of them while they're doing it. I'm like, okay. So. I thought there were some good volleyball shots in this, action, mean, which is why I put it a bit higher. I'm sure there like, were. There good, just, some I, good spikes,
0: some good blocks.
1: I just I wasn't super interested in it.
0: I have similar feelings about my number 17, which was Jujutsu Kaisen. I know that's a series you like a lot more than
1: me, but... This, I, this week wasn't fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's more of the fight that's going on, but like the last couple of pages in particular, I read three or four times and still do not know what happened in them.
1: Let's see, the last couple. Like
0: he gets, like the flower monster gets that big cannon, I think.
1: Yeah, so that knot that was on his shoulder, apparently what he had been doing is converting the life energy of plants into spell power, essentially. And he was like, it doesn't go into me, it goes into this plant or this flower. And so I'm going to launch this ridiculously powerful attack out of the flower. Like, I'm just going to blast you with spell power or yeah. spirit power. It's like. But I couldn't tell if it fired or not in that it did last not. page. Okay. I honestly could not tell. So. Because the guy who can uh, command things is standing in the air, I guess. I think that was him. Okay. Or there was There was somebody who. I thought it was that guy who can command, who can use his voice to command things. But either way, there was somebody standing in the air in front of the fight, and they both recognized him as like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah, okay. I, I was completely confused at that. No, guy. it wasn't great, but... What do you have at 16? Yui Kamino. Okay. Camillo? Camillo. Yui Kamino.
0: Yeah, I liked it, again, a little bit more than you, I think, but it was not a great chapter. I have Neolation at number 16, our, our old favorite. Mm-hmm. Some interesting stuff happened in Neolation this week. We're going to find out Neo's backstory, which I am morbidly curious about. Yes, but. That's...
1: That's why it went at number 15 for me.
0: I gotcha. But I'm just like, it did a lot of Neolation things where I'm like, I just don't care about this stuff. There was some cool stuff in it, but.
1: Yeah, there was a little bit more of world building about who the the beast guy is and what the beasts are. But I'm
0: just not interested in that stuff no. at all. And a bunch of Brother Tao flashback stuff, which is okay, but I'm not super into him either. Yeah. Uh, my number 15 is Haikyuu. As like I talked about earlier, I thought some of the volleyball shots were good. There wasn't anything about the art in that blew me away. It wasn't bad or anything. And in fact, I put some worse, some stuff I think has worse art above it. But Haiku, I thought had pretty decent art, which is why it scored a little higher than normal this week. Yeah,
1: I'm not a huge fan of the style of Haiku. Not saying that. Yeah, it doesn't I, have I good get art. what you just, mean. Because I, I notice I tend to. It was just I didn't just like the style. So it's not that it's bad. It's just not for me. Which I listen to even you guys talk about stuff that I like the style of it and you don't, so. My number 14 was Hell's Paradise. Mine too. Because there's some... It's weird. There's some interesting stuff going on that I was like, man, if I knew who any of these people were, this would probably be good. That's actually how Jujutsu Kaisen went. I was like, man, if I knew any of these people participating in this battle, this would probably be better.
0: So, like... Last week, they were talking about how they all need to like get back together to have a better chance of not dying, but yep. now they're just all together, and that seemed really weird after what was happening last week. Yes. That's why it suffered so much for me, but they're setting up a lot of cool stuff.
1: Yeah, so the one of the girls is apparently healing Gabamaru with sex magic, essentially.
0: Yes, but also they're implied to have had a relationship in the past that makes it Seem not non consensual isn't the right word, but
1: I mean very she weirdly is charged. She is forcing it on him, but that's because he's had memory. they mentioned that he's probably had memory loss because of the fact that he's been like overburning his towel. Yeah. So and then the the fact that it was sex magic, she's just using restorative towel on the dude. And somebody mentions like, Oh, that sounds like the Koinochi special moves that they use in the bedchambers and the one girl who talks slowly but can apparently see Tao is like, no, but very similar.
0: Yeah. So like I said, lots of, I guess like you said, lots of interesting stuff here, but also lots of weird stuff.
1: Yeah. It feels like it's skipping around. It falls behind. I I even like, I even don't mind the flow of the story where it is. I don't feel like chapter to chapter stuff is skipping around. I'm just, I'm missing a huge chunk out of it. So a lot of the stuff I'm like, I don't know who these people are. Apparently, some of them were criminals and some of them were executioners, but they were all sent to the island like I'm just lost.
0: Yeah. Hell's Paradise is really weird because it feels like there's nothing to latch on to. Anytime I feel like, OK, these are some new characters, I can figure out what their deal is. We jump back around somewhere else and shift in time. Yeah, we had
1: those those new characters. And then, well, we had like the sh- new ship show up, but then we haven't seen hiding our hair of them because I'm sure they're going to show up when the group is trying to leave yeah like they're gonna be like oh look it's a boat oh no the boat is full of people yes so what do you got at number 13 i have black clover at number 13 like i said i just i wasn't a fan of this chapter for whatever reason okay i have
0: black clover much much higher than that i guess kind of talking about you, already yeah
1: i was like i guess that when you were talking about it but like i said i just for whatever reason i just didn't like the fight in this
0: i have yui cameo at number 13 it didn't have any of the weird problems with hell's paradise and stuff and i am interested in this just cuz it's a new series i do kind of like the underlying metaphor but having read two chapters of it i have less and less faith they're going to do anything
1: interesting with it mhm so my number 12 was doctor stone mine too it sure is still some doctor stone huh yeah they're they made roads yeah and the next goal is... So, initially, they have problems with their one craftsman isn't going to be able to make their big ship because he's like, I've never worked with anything this big and, like, as soon as I move this one piece into a place, another piece falls out and I'm just kind of struggling. And so we learned that... What's his bucket? The captain. What do you say? Was a model shipbuilder, so he built a model ship. Not like a modern age ship, but like a wooden one so he's like oh we can probably translate my skills into making this a reality because if I built it at a small scale I can probably do it at a big one well and we specifically found out he
0: built it wanting to build it at a large scale later he yeah. just didn't have the like money or resources at the time to build a yeah.
1: full scale version of it and I did like so we have a flashback into kind of his personality and so his dad he like I want to do this thing and his dad would be like no and So he's like, your allowance was only this much. And so he started, instead of spending it, he like invested his allowance for the month to try and make up the money so that he could do the thing that he wanted. And that's where we have Francois. Is it Francois? I believe so. Being like, this desire is noble. Like at one point, I think his father and his friends are talking about, oh yeah, what do you think of the boy? And she's like, I don't think he's being a delinquent at all. Like, I don't think he's disobeying your wishes. He is the person who... He wants something, and he will stop he will stop at nothing to get what he wants, yeah,
0: which is a weird capitalistic mindset, but I do get it,
1: yeah, and i I also d- liked it like it wasn't like I want it, and so I'm going to it's it, like I have the desire to get this thing, and so i'm I gonna will, work at it I so will i'm gonna work at do what I need to do to get it, yeah, not like I'm gonna cheat my way through it or I'm just gonna buy them off with money, like maybe if it is that the answer is I'm gonna buy it with money, I'm gonna earn all of that money myself and then go buy it. Like, I'm going to work with a at... small loan from his father of a million dollars. But yeah, but even then, it was like it wasn't just I was given this much and I'm going to turn that into something that I need. Like, I'm yeah. going to take all of the resources that I have and work hard to get the things that I want. And so I did, I did like that aspect of him. Everything Dr. Stone and Up I liked pretty well. Yep. But it sure is just some Dr. Stone. Yeah. So my number 11 was Jujutsu Kaisen. I liked this fight a little bit more than Black Clover. And since I know kind of what's going on, I liked it a bit better. I liked a little bit more of the explanation of the one guy's special ability that he doesn't just have to swap living beings. He has to swap things. Essentially the limit on what he can swap are things with enough spirit energy. So at one point he swaps the main character with one of the special grade curse tools that had apparently fallen in the river that somebody told him about. Yeah. And so he he used that to hit the cursed spirit and was like, wow, this cursed spirit's still really strong because I cracked him with this ridiculously powerful cursed tool and it's still not doing it.
0: Yeah. Like I said, it just did not do much for me, even yeah. with that power. Uh, at number 11, I have Demon Slayer Kimitsu no Yaiba. Because, like I talked about, the like just starting, stopping to think didn't really do a ton for me. Although I did still like it. And I'm interested to see. Where the fight goes next chapter. Yeah. It just wasn't my favorite beat. Yep.
1: So my number 10 was Chainsaw Man. Because like you said, the every girl being a succubus. <laughs> I mean, the, the, but every girl being a succubus. Super sexual. Yeah. Is getting a little grating. Like it yeah. was one thing.
0: At, at first it seemed like they were, in, they were exploring this aspect of teenage boys. And it's not something you see a lot. And so I was really interested in it. But now it seems more and more like the writer's just throwing his fetishes at us. Yeah. Which is, I don't necessarily hate. There's not a lot of that. But it is a little bit like there's more than one sort of female character, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, and even then, when it was just Makima, it was like, all right, so Makima is the girl who yeah. will use her body to get what she wants. Yes. Power doesn't care. So she, it wasn't like she, even though she was like, you can grow my boobs, it was just kind of like she noticed that that's what he wanted. Yeah. So she was just manipulating him. It wasn't like she offered, she was like, oh, I'll just use the, I'll use your desires against you to get what I want. Yeah. Versus it's like, oh, here's another girl who's trying to do something sexual to get Denji to do something. Yeah. It's like, okay, I, if every single female character is like this, it's going to be like, it's a little grating when yes, every female character is one dimensional like that. Exactly.
0: Although at number 10, I put Hellward and Higema because mostly because of that confusing art we talked about where it was really hard to tell what was going on. I really liked everything else about it. We said our piece on it. Yep. It's just compared to everything else, that like really confusing panel really brought it down.
1: Yeah, so I have Demon Slayer at number nine because I still like the chapters where the hero is using his intuition to figure out his opponent's weakness, but not a whole lot happened in this. The water pillar getting his mark was kind of cool, so that's probably why I went a little bit higher up for me, but yeah, and that didn't understand that was at all. So. Yeah, you didn't understand that that was like important. Yeah, for all I know, he's just using his transformation. It's essentially he unlocked his transformation for the first time.
0: Yeah, and that is a lot cooler, but yeah. I
1: didn't have the context for it.
0: At number nine, I have Chainsaw Man. I we just talked about it, so no, yep. nothing else to say. I just it's just my opinion on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then at number eight, I have Hell Warden because. Even though the artwork was a little confusing, I got that it was an attack and that Higuma took damage. So, like, I understood the generalities of what happened. I didn't see exactly what happened and it was a little muddled. But I liked the backstory. I liked the fact that this villain is a dude who has been hunting Higuma's entire family. Like, I thought that was pretty interesting. Like, I'm here to exterminate your entire family. Yeah. But but not actually exterminate them. Like, I'm just here to fight every one of your bloodline yeah as soon as you come of age
0: i do like this villain but yeah also like said, the, the, and the backstory
1: stuff was all cool yeah
0: but like again the bad art there makes me think the fight with the copper isn't gonna be as cool as i want so that's part of what dragged it down hopefully it gets a lot better in the coming weeks hopefully uh my number eight is we never learned because it's some pretty generic we never learn stuff and yeah. Like, this was a good chapter of Shonen Jump, so generic gets pulled lower even when it's generic stuff I
1: like. Yep. So, my number seven was The Last Sayuki. I like this one. I like where the series is going. And I, but it was just a lot of exposition. So, I was like, it was some really cool world building. But, like you said, when we glossed over the fact that he beat the monster, even in our explanation of the chapter, because it didn't matter that much
0: yeah i have some stuff to say about that but i'll say it in a minute my okay. number seven was food wars again because it was kind of generic it was exactly the chapter i expected gotcha and i like generic food wars a little more than generic we never learned that last panel did i didn't really like so but be like hey pay attention to me yep. stop talking like i'm not even here but that's i think gonna lead to a ne- good chapter next week more than a good chapter this week
1: yep so my number six was we never learned because like you said it was just uh Cute generic chapter of We Never Learn. But the thing that made it stand out a little bit for me was the fact that Ogata said, I did this out of jealousy. Like, for the longest time, she has been kind of adamant that she doesn't have feelings for for Yu-Gi-Oh! Even though she does, she's like, no, I don't actually have feelings. He likes someone else. But now she's like, wait, I'm finally realizing that I do. Unless she meant she had jealousy because he was stuck to say Joe,
0: but I did not think that's what she meant.
1: No, I think it's be That's why she grabbed his hand. Because yeah. otherwise she would have grabbed her hand. So my number six, which I was sure I was going to have higher than you
0: is act age. Because I thought it was a pretty good chapter of act age this week. Uh, act age has been growing. I think in both of our esteem since it started this new arc. Yep. Where a, uh, one of, I can't even remember the main character's name. So I guess not that much in my esteem, but one of I'm her bad
1: with names, uh, one of her age is my number five just to get that out. So
0: one of her actor friends shows up seems like, Hey, how's it going? And she uses her acting to like get a shot in the hall where she's supposed to be alone in the hall, but the
1: students won't leave. Yeah. They're like, we talked to the teachers and you're supposed to leave and nobody does it. Yeah.
0: So she acts like she's terrified of something.
1: She specifically, she channels a movie where there's like a psycho killer out there. And even her friend that's behind the camera is like, Wow, I can't believe how good she was at that. And her actor friend is like, "Oh yeah, you've never seen her act." And he was like, "Yeah, well, her one movie that she was in isn't out on isn't out yet." And uh, Cosmic Railroad was sold out, so I never got tickets to it.
0: Yeah, so she acts scared so well that all the students just like kind of run out of there.
1: Yeah, thinking that there's some psycho killer on the loose. And then he gets the they get the shot that they want.
0: Yeah, but we also get to see her kind of almost stuck in the role afterwards,
1: like she's still kind of. She's still kind of terrified, and yeah. she's like, she's not curled up in a ball, but she's got her knees to her chest on the couch. And her actor friend is like, Hey, is you okay? She's like, Yeah, yeah, to- totally fine. Kind of a little squirrely about it.
0: Yeah, I really like this. Like, we've been told in Act Age a bunch about like acting being big and powerful and shown in anime ish. Yes. But seeing it like this it works a lot better.
1: Yeah, this was really great. And I liked the fact that her actor friend is. Kind of realizing, okay, so that's what the producer's doing. She needs to have a friend so that she can be normal with. Because when she's just hanging out with a bunch of actors, she has no one to be normal around. So that she'll have more of a chance of being stuck in whatever role she's doing. And so now that she's kind of setting her baseline by making this friend, that's what she's doing at this high school. He kind of thought maybe she was getting cold feet or something else was happening. But he's like, oh, this is what's happening. So yeah, I I really liked Act Age this week.
0: So my number five is the last Sayuki. We did kind of just gloss over him beating the monster, but I did really like the emotional beat there. Yeah. With Kay afterwards. And like I said, I'm a weird sucker for adopted little sister stories, and I like I said, I really don't know why. And also the cutting the Newbo in half that was I just good. find very, very clever. And so it got a lot of points for that.
1: Yeah, like, oh yeah, there's only there's only technically one Neobo, but we just keep growing it and cutting the pieces and growing those to make more pieces so we can have everybody with one if we wanted. Yeah. My number four was My Hero. I did really like this chapter of My Hero, but the fact that it was kind of just focused on the villains dropped it just a little bit. I'm not, I like the League of Villains, but they're not my favorite villains out of any series. So. Like, I do enjoy getting stories about them, but, like, Spinner especially, the, the one part that I really liked is when he said, I'm empty inside, I expected you to inspire me to become something, it was really good. But when I first started off the chapter, it's kind of like, we're going to get something from Spinner's perspective. I I honestly don't even know what Spinner does. Like, he's the lizard guy. Uh, yeah, but I knew he was, like, super in the stain. So. Yeah, I knew that, but... That was it. Like, all right, I'm the lizard guy who was he seems who like was the super most heroic of them. Like, the most likely to do a face turn. In my yes, opinion. he does. And this chapter made me like him a little bit more, but he's still, like I said, not one of my favorite villains. So that's why I just went a little bit lower on my list. My f- number four is
0: One Piece, mostly because of the weird Law's crew getting captured off screen thing. Gotcha. Still a very good chapter, but it bumped it below my other favorite chapters this week, just on that note.
1: Yeah, my number three was. One Piece. I liked the jokes. I liked the fact that Luffy, when he got the Sea Prism cuffs removed, he was like, thanks for freeing me, bro. Like, I put a bomb collar <laughs> on your neck. I don't need to worry about that. It was these stupid Sea Prism cuffs that were screwing me up.
0: Yeah. My number three is Black Clover. We already talked about it. I liked it a lot more than you. That's yes. the sort of shown in Friendship stuff I'm here for. And there was some real good page layout stuff. It's just some sim- symmetry between Asta and know. Yeah. It's like talking about their inner monologue. And as we see them doing the same stuff, but it really works for me. Yep, That's what I'm here for. And black Clover delivered it when it usually doesn't. So it went
1: at a solid number three. Gotcha. So my number two was food wars. Even though this was like, we were expecting her to get beaten. I liked the beat of Saiba asking for arena's hand in marriage or like permission to marry her daughter. I do
0: love how Saiba goes from like total serial killer villain to basically Soma. Yes. Like, I do really like that dichotomy. Like, it's the same where, like, hey, you have pictures of all your victims. That's like
1: serial killer. And she's like, no, I just can't remember whose is whose. Yep. He's like, I got too many knives. Yeah. So that was good. And then, like you said, that panel at the end of, like, is anybody going to stand up and tell me being like, I'm the main character? I'm kind of obligated to. <laughs>
0: yeah. My number two is My Hero Academia. I feel like I said my piece on it. I just really like the League of Villains having to firefly it. Like, I was always hoping we'd get two or three chapters of them doing petty crimes to, like, stay afloat. Yeah.
1: And so that leaves our number one chapter being The Promised Neverland. It's been very good for a while now. Yeah, and this is a really good climax of the confrontation between Emma and Norman, with Emma kind of wanting to save the demons because she's very kind-hearted and... Norman being like, listen, not everyone is as kind-hearted as you. Not everyone thinks like you. That's why we have to go with my plan. And even though I know you want to save everyone, which initially was what was her goal, like, that was the thing. So the thing I really like about it is that that was what made Norman like Emma when they were yeah. kids and escaping. It was like, I want to save everyone. And Ray being like, come on, that's next to impossible. Let's just have the three of us and maybe like Don and Gilda. Like the five of us can probably escape and do it just fine. And Emma being like, no, I'm saving everyone. And Norman being the person who's like, and that's what I like about her. Yeah, and now swept there's swept this... up in
0: that, but now it's been kind of reversed. Yeah, I mean, we haven't actually gotten Ray's
1: opinion, but I assume that's the way it's going. I'm honestly... I'm half expecting Ray to then pull a Norman on her and him and being like, no, Emma's actually right. And Norman, you're the one who's like, I don't know what they did to you at the Lambda farm, but you're the one who's kind of being irrational about this. And like maybe even pointing out, remember when I said we needed to escape with just the five of us and you, I said it was a stupid plan. It was like, yeah, but escaping with everyone is why I like her. Why? she wants to save everyone why can't we do that
0: yeah and there are pieces in place i can see why emma's plan could work but you can also see norman's point of view of
1: no yeah it's the safer plan it makes total sense and that's why i'm super excited to see what this confrontation is going to be like
0: yeah and uh norman is the one with a bunch of super powered freaks who hate demons on his side yes so there is that wild card in the mix But that does it for this week's issue of Shonen Jump. Again, I think a very good chapter. Even Jujutsu Kaisen, which I put on the bottom, had some pretty good fight scene stuff in it. But that brings us to what we read this week, which is a ReZero starting life in another world. Yep. So join us after the break. All right, so we read ReZero, Starting Life in Another World, which I want to say is the most generic isekai we've read so far, but I guess it's kind of the one with a twist, and Overlord was the more generic one. Yeah. I didn't know the twist going in, so I almost kind of want to preserve it as we talk about it, okay. but I don't know how long that's going to last. I guess, up front, I did not super care for this, especially the early chapters, because Again, I talked about last week with Yamcha how it was how I would write a parody of an isekai if I was going to. Mm -hmm. This had a very similar feel of like almost the first thing the main character says is, oh, this must be one of those I've been reincarnated into another world gimmicks. Yes. And that I don't know why that rubs me the wrong way, but it really does. Maybe it's because even an overlord, he didn't have any reaction to it. And an overlord that's more explored. Yeah. Whereas here he's like, yeah, I, I, I watch anime. I know what's going on right now. Yeah, And I don't think they should have wasted more time with it, because I think they spend too much time before they get to the twist anyway.
1: Um, Again, part of the problem is this started out as a light novel, so the pacing is weird because the twist comes not super early on in the light novel, but it comes on during the first light novel. Like, I did
0: think about that. Like we, I said at the start of the month, the reason I didn't want to do isekai isn't because I don't like isekai. Yeah. It's because most of it is adapted. And like you're saying, in a light novel, you're probably going to read the entire novel.
1: Um yeah. If you bought the thing, you're going... So, like, if you read the blurb on the back and like it, if you buy a book, at least in my opinion, I generally tend to basically read the entire book and... I've read the first light novel and I think the twist happens in the first couple of chapters. And... and it does here too. It happens in chapter three,
0: but even just reading this as a collected volume, which I was, I read the entire thing in one sitting. It's not yeah. like I read chapter one, went to bed for the night, then read chapter two. Yeah. It still comes like halfway through it. And I just think when you're adapting it, you should move things around. Like that twist, I feel like should happen by the end of chapter one to hook you. Cause it, yeah. it completely blindsided me. And it's a gimmick I'm super into. I've talked about it on my other podcasts. I think both of them. How much I want more stories like this. Specifically, I want video games like this. But mm-hmm. Happy Death Day is one of my favorite horror movies. I'm su- We talked about All You Need Is Kill already. It's a Groundhog Day gimmick. Spoilers. Yeah. But like the first three chapters are super generic. He just shows up. He gets beaten up because he's a normal dude in a fantasy world. And meets a super sundery mage. Yep. And they, I understand why they want to establish his relationship with her and her, um, him warming up to her and vice versa. But it's something I've seen so much. It's so generic. Yeah. and I just really didn't care for it. And by the end of this volume, I was kind of more into it because, like I said, this is my kind of twist. I'm super into Groundhog Day stories. And this is very much in the All You Need is Kill vein. Whenever he dies, he resets. Yep. And there's some like crazy stuff going on. And I like that. He doesn't. He does. He takes completely different actions the second go through. Yeah. But talking earlier about how I was kind of weirded out by how he didn't react at all to being in an Asuka situation, he kind of has like the opposite situation when he goes into Groundhog Day mode. Like his entire second loop, he doesn't even realize he's looped. Yeah. He starts to as it goes on, but he's like, "Hey, dude, why are you being so mean to me? I saved your daughter."
1: Yeah, and that's. That's something that the series has a lot is it kind of delves into so like you said, the entire second loop, he's basically denying the fact that he started the day again and he's like, No, 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 I gotta I gotta do this thing. So he's like compartmentalizing part of his problem, like, No, I didn't die. I just for whatever reason get to reset the day. And that's a but- lot of what I like about this series, it kind of focuses on the mental aspect of he's just some random dude that's suddenly thrown into this fantasy setting where magic is real and there are like people because it's a medieval setting there are people who are going to shank him for his stuff because they don't care and he has to deal with that
0: i mean the premise just doesn't excite me the way it does you i think i mean yeah i know we've had the discussion about how one of the things i don't like about isekai is how the guy always has some skill that's super relevant to it yes. and i think this is the p- specific counter example you brought up if yes. not it was something else but this just didn't like read that way to me this feels like a twilight situation or a harem anime situation where this guy just has nothing going on so that you can project on him and so i don't super care about his situation like i said i actually really like that he goes through a completely different chain of events the second time through yeah but i feel like he should at some time it's weird that he never has the moment oh what happened is i looped somehow like he doesn't even like you said say oh i restarted the day for some reason well, like and- he he realizes weird things are going on. He's like, "Hey, you didn't die today, right?" And he's yeah. like, "I feel like I would have remembered that."
1: Yeah, and that's part of the problem with the pacing of this. So, event on, I think it's for the the third loop that he fi- like he finally realizes it. Kind of breaks through his head, and so this deals with a lot of mental stuff. Of it deals with the mental aspect of dying is traumatic for this guy. Like he doesn't want to do it. And so as kind of like a protective response, his brain kind of like locked away. The fact that he died and he's doing the day over again, it's like trying to it's uh, ignoring something that you don't want to look at kind of thing. But we only go through two loops in these 200 pages. Yeah. And like I said, pacing needs to give somewhere
0: if you're adapting. And I think this is a problem with a lot of Japanese adaptations in general. Yes. And if we're being honest, a lot of adaptations, but I've seen some good ones. So I don't want to say it as a blanket thing you need to improve the pacing to the medium you're going in because both of the loops he goes through are kind of interesting, but like I said, they're both pretty generic um, yep. and he just spends a tremendous amount of time first with the girl. He has a crush on Satella and yep. like the relationship with her. And second with this criminal guy he meets and kind of bonds with the second time. Cause he goes right to him. Yep. And I just didn't care for it. And like I said, the main character just does nothing for me, nothing at all. He's just like a block of wood.
1: Yeah, he's less of a block of wood. Again, it's a it's a pacing adaptation thing of the first episode of the anime is like the probably the first two volumes or not the first two volumes, but there's like a lot that goes on.
0: So does the first episode of the anime have more of the
1: story than this first volume of the manga? I don't, well, technically cuz I think the first episode of this anime was an hour long. Okay. I think they did it that way, so it was technically the first two episodes okay. kind of smashed together. But it did have more than a volume's worth?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm pretty sure. That's just kind of terrible adaptation on the manga's part. I haven't seen the anime, so I can't judge on it. It might be that they were like, hey, nothing happens in the first episode. We need to throw them together. And that's not great, but it is a solution to the pacing problem. Because you're probably going to watch that full hour-long episode, at least. Yeah. Because, like I said, nothing here happens to make me like any of these people. Satella a little bit. But also Satella's super generic tsundere girl who has a nice side she wants to hide. Yeah. It's something I've seen a thousand times. And he doesn't interact with all- her at all the second loop. Which, again, I kind of like. But it yeah. means there's nothing to make her stand out. All the characters seem kind of cardboard cut Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah. I think it just comes off that way because they tried to they probably could have skipped quite a lot of stuff. Yeah, like,
0: they need to do this faster. I understand why you need to establish his relationship with Satella, especially since their romance seems like it might be kind of the core of the story. I'm not sure about that, but, like, every chapter, there's kind of a subtitle to it that's, like, he'll die as many times as he needs to save her. Yeah. Which is a romantic notion, and you have to establish that romance for it to work. But at the end of the day, I don't feel like she's... Good enough isn't the right word. I don't feel like that relationship is strong enough after that first loop, and I also feel like they spent too much time on it at the same time. Yeah, I I, I feel like they wasted a lot of their
1: time. So part of the problem is I think they spend a bit too much time on the thugs because they're not they're not really that important. Like they could have literally just had him like, hey, we're going to mug you, and then her save him, and it not take like six pages or whatever it did.
0: Yeah, that. Is kind of important on the second loop,
1: but I understand what you're saying. I meant the first encounter. Like, they didn't need. We technically, what he did was he punches the one guy and then immediately gives up when he sees the guy has a knife. But
0: then there's a while of them rubbing it in. You're right. Yeah.
1: And so there's just a little bit too much on them. And the other reason. So this is a little spoiler. The other reason that I like the relationship between him and Satella is it's not a very healthy relationship he essentially latches onto her because she's the person who saved his life. Yeah, like but i there's a lot more again in the light novel and a bit in the anime. They focus a lot more on the despair he's feeling when the thugs are about to murder him. Like it and so he like sinks to the super low point and then this shining angel shows up and saves him and so he just latches onto that and it's like she's the girl that i love now.
0: Yeah, and again, we didn't talk about this, but before he's saved by Satella, the thief girl, whose name I don't remember, runs by and he's like, oh, it's going to be that trip where the beautiful girl saves me. Felt, that's her name. And then she doesn't. And that's like, him a lampshade on that joke made it not work for me, but I at least got it. But then yep. that it immediately happens after anyway, kind of, I think, double ruins the joke in a weird way. Yeah. I don't know. I just did not care for this very much at all. Although I do love the Groundhog Day loop thing. So by the end of it, I was kind of like, ah, I would like to know what happens next. But Uh, at the same time, just watch
1: the anime if you're really interested
0: so much. Well, and again, that's I think we're going to find that with all of what we're reading this month is it does not adapt well to manga, either because it was cheaply adapted or quickly adapted or just adapted to make sales.
1: I'm hoping next week's title
0: will do the best out of them now and next week's title is one that like the anime is on my crunchy roll to watch list anyway yeah so that's the one that i'm like if we're, i'm gonna like one of these that's gonna be it but i've been dunking on this series this entire time and i feel like i've had
1: my feelings out so is there anything you want to say more in the manga's defense kevin that you haven't already not really i i did notice the pacing problem and again just like with overlord it's kind of an adaptation problem if the series premise sounds interesting watch the anime it's really solid. And it was, for me, it was one of those sleeper hits of the anime season that it was premiering in. Like, I didn't really know about it until midway through the season. And I was listening to the fan service guys, the uh, Brewster Teeth podcast that used to do anime, were mentioning that ReZero is this show that you should watch. I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And ended up really liking it. But again, the mangas, this is a much. In my opinion, this is a much better adaptation than Overlords, but still not that great.
0: All right, so if you have anything else to say, that will bring us to Personality Power Level.
1: Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level?
0: Personality Power Level is the segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the top is Azuki Midoriya from My Hero Academia. At the bottom is Not Yamcha from that time I got reincarnated as Yamcha. Yep, And in the middle is Son Goku from traditional Dragon Ball. So just looking at this list, I f- what's the main character's name? i wrote write it down. Saburo Natsuki. We didn't even say it. Yeah, but Subaru. Subaru. You're right. It is Subaru. Not by Bae from .hack. This no. is this guy. Subaru Natsuki. So I feel like he tops out at Yu-Gi-Oh from We Never Learn, who's at number 16. Do you have an argument against that? I can't see putting him above Yu-Gi-Oh personally. Again, because...
1: We're doing the manga adaptation, And and feel
0: free to argue for other versions. Certainly the Dragon Ball Super and GT versions of Goku are partially responsible for where I put him.
1: Yeah, but Dragon Ball Super is also still technically a manga. That's true. The anime adaptation and the light novel adaptations I also really like. But even then, Subaru is kind of a not a despicable character, but he's a character that you're not supposed to be a huge fan of it's like it's a bit of like watching schadenfreude yeah it's schadenfreude where it's like you're kind of watching him fail it's not that you're supposed to get total amusement out of it but like he's feeling despair and he constantly feels his own inadequacy because it's like all right so here's people that can use magic and it's like oh yeah this is supposed to be like one of those anime tropes where i got these cool special powers and like he meant in the anime and in the light novel of when he first gets summoned, he's like, I'm going to use magic, magic. And like, he's just standing in the middle of the street going magic and like shouting out or like shouting fireball and everyone's looking at him weird. And so there's just a lot of, Oh, I'm completely useless, but I have this one thing I can come back from the dead and a bit spoilery. He's not able to talk about it with anyone. The fact that he can do it. If he does, these black hands he like goes into like a mental representation of himself and these black hands go to crush his heart ah so he's not able to tell anyone that he can come back from the dead like he can't it's a groundhog day where he can't explain to anybody that i'm in groundhog day so he also has to deal with the fact of all right so i can avert this crisis because i know what's happening but he's kind of a despicable character so most people don't trust him so the current light novel. Or the light novel that I was just reading and the one that I'm starting now, which is kind of dealing with the resolution of that. There's a lot of, hey, this bad thing's going to happen. I need your help. And everyone's like, we don't believe you because you're the douche.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of the premise of Groundhog Day as well. But, yeah,
1: but eventually, like.
0: But that teaches Bill Murray to be a decent person.
1: Yeah. And the same thing is happening with Subaru. And it's just. They I guess in Groundhog Day, it's just nobody believes him because it's ridiculous. But in this with magic being real, they kind of had to institute a different way of him being able not being able to tell anyone, Hey, I can come back from the dead. And so he essentially feels like he's going to die if he tells anybody. So I, we're in agreement he's worse than Yu-Gi-Oh!, right? Yeah. The manga version, definitely. And even honestly, even the other versions I still, I really like the story, but like him as a character, he's kind of, it's that he's that despicable human that's slowly starting to grow.
0: Yeah. So let's get down to some Isekai characters. How do we think he compares to Mamanga? Because I kind of want to put him below Mamanga. Again, I'm not sure how much of that is just like you telling me about the better version of Mamanga and me kind of remembering that more than the nothing that was actually on the page of what we read.
1: I'm totally fine with that as well. I like, like you said, Mamanga. Uh, the way I described him, Manga Mamanga is a wet noodle. So I like him being, I like real Mamanga more. So I'd put him above Subaru.
0: Okay. So I want to put him above not Yamcha though, because at least Subaru has personality traits, even though I talked about them not being for me. At least he's yes. got that like, hey, I'm broke. No, of course I'm not going to pay you. He does have stuff. Yes. Um. That And Yamcha does not? Yeah. Not Yamcha, because eventually real Yamcha is going to be on here. I don't know where he's going, but I know he's going above the guy who's not Yamcha. Yes. So Subaru Natsuki goes at number 21 below my manga and above not Yamcha. Okay, we only have one more manga to read in Isekai Month, and this this is finally over. Since it sounds like
1: to me you're not even super interested in revisiting most of these. No, not the manga versions. So what are we going to read next week, Kevin? Next week, we're going to be reading No Game, No Life.
0: Yeah, which is, like I said, the one I'm kind of interested in. It has, like I said, that uh, sort of weird adopted sister thing going on to a degree. Yes. So, like, already I'm immediately more interested. So we will see if I like that one or not. In the meantime, you can see our website at www.lastpodcast.com. That's where you can see the personality power level list, as well as links to our Discord, which is the easiest way to talk to us. You'll also find my other two podcasts, Last Time on Video Games, where we just played Wing Commander, and uh, It's a Gundam, where we talk about Gundam Seed. If the episode went up this week, which I think it did, Kevin is on this week, one of the weakest episodes of the series, unfortunately, Yeah, but you can hear Kevin talk at least. If you like the show, please tell a friend or give us a five-star review on whatever podcatcher you listen to us on. Our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emerit, and other music is by Spectacular Sound Productions. Our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. Kevin, is there anything you'd like to plug this week?
1: Yeah, so this is something about isegai manga and most of them being adaptations, and I wish I had thought of this before we decided on all the titles for this month, but one of the ones that I actually really like is one called Drifters, and that apparently was a manga first, so... So if we do Isekai month two,
0: please don't make me do Isekai month two, Kevin. I but might try
1: and sneak Drifters in anyway because I'm interested in it. Because, I mean, the bad guy may or may not be Jesus. Like <laughs> that That's the fan theory, is that the bad, the antagonist of the, the show is Jesus.
0: Yeah, Zach has talked to me about Drifters, so I am more familiar with it. But yeah, like I said, I said my piece on that at the start. So if you like Isekai, I'm not trying to dunk on you too hard, but it's not for me. And uh, manga adaptations of it are bad
1: because they're cash grabs. Yeah, so at this point, since drifters started out as a manga it might be better much better because the anime adaptation is great so i might try and sneak it in somewhere under some other pretext
0: yeah and there'll definitely be other chances we still don't know what we're doing in april so all right so we will see you next week for no game no life